You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. I love that theme song. Welcome, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we're here doing Revenge, Season 2, Episode 2, called Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Phil Svitek, joined alongside this week once again Catherine by... Catherine Tulich. Hi. Welcome back, Catherine. Thank you, Phil. And... And and special special hosting tonight, Anna Cobble <laughs> stepping in for one night. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Uh, you may remember Anna from uh, from season one. She filled in every now and then, and she's filling in tonight for Gabby. Um, so we're excited to have her. She she she's going to bring a lot. Phil, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, as always, let's let's open up with the quotes and then kind of get into the episode. Um, again, the title of the episode is Resurrection. Um, for those of you that believe in resurrection, death is inconsequential. It's not an ending, but rather a new beginning, a second chance, a reunion. Uh, the later quote in the episode is, The very idea of resurrection is so seductive, it's easy to forget. Before you can rise from the dead, you have to spend a few days in hell. Mm. <laughs> can I just say, first of all, I love the fact that they use the in excess song, Never Tear Us Apart. With under that quote, so. yeah, that was so just for the Aussie. I just wanted to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good song. It's a great song. Yeah, um, and it, it, the song's "Head Over Heels." For those of you who don't know, "Head Over Heels." <laughs> um, but obviously, tonight was all about resurrection. People coming back, quote from the dead, or not being in dead, um, and just yeah very interesting well obviously setting up that you know the mother is imminent i think she's going to be coming back very shortly don't you feel like that the emily's mother will be appearing and the moment we've just seen her in flashbacks that's right and i think i think the greater thing too is it's not only it's not only people but all the same problems are coming back Mm. in various different forms but you know we're kind of dealing with the same things in a new way well and and they did mention that there's a reunion Second chances in reunions, right, for those who believe in a resurrection. So there's definitely a lot of those happening as well. Yeah, I mean, it it reminded me exactly of now we're kind of, as I said, last episode was kind of hitting the reset button. Now we've now we're, again, bringing everyone back together. I mean, just the fact that everyone's in that house later on in that episode. Emily, Conrad, Victoria, Daniel, Ashley. Charlotte. Gross. Ugh, the only thing you're missing is uh, Lydia. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Lydia will ever return? I think she's dead. <laughs> who knows? I mean, yeah, who knows? She, Resurrection. Who knows? She right? might. She might. But um, I want to talk about first um, kind of a plot line that was not in keeping with this. It was a little strange, um, at least initially. Uh, and that's Trey and, um, and our boy Declan. And kind of what their deal going on. Obviously, uh, Trey's kind of there to see about Charlotte and, and get an update from that. And then as through their kind of weird meeting, Trey realizes, you know what? I can use this guy for this because obviously he's in desperate need of money. And where that's going, yeah. I have no idea. So I'd love to get your take on that. Well, I also think it's also what I felt too is Declan still kind of wants to be in that world because, you know, there's that scene where Trey says, why don't you come and party, you know, that he's offering him and he says, I can't, I've got to go back to the bar. So I think there's always that enticement for Declan to be in that other world. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's obviously attraction for him to this Trey of like, why would he go along with what Trey's asking? Declan also has this resentment about it, though. He definitely was offended that Trey is offering him five hundred dollars to hold on to this bracelet. Yeah, I but, feel like I feel like Declan always wants to earn the money. 
but but he's upset whenever he does earn it. I mean, there from clearly what Revenge has laid out in in all these scenarios, there is no clean way to make a lot of money or at least attain what he wants. Mm-hmm. And so every time he's offered money, it's in the most you know grossest way. I mean, Victoria trying to pay him off to never date Charlotte right. again. Yeah, that is one example. Uh, and but in terms of Trey, I feel like uh, it, it, the the moment it hit him was when Declan said, "Yeah, I wouldn't be. You know, my life does suck." Right. So now I think I feel like this guy's just going to use him for everything. Right. You know, whatever that may be. He's also feeling like a burden on Jack at the moment. So, and Jack sort of made a comment. He he said to Jack, "I'll get out of here. You know, I'm I'm the burden on you. I'll get out of here as soon as I get some money together." And Jack sort of said, "So not anytime soon." But let me ask you this. Is that, do you guys really think that Declan feels like a burden to Jack or is Jack just so pathetic as we were talking about last episode, is he just so pathetic that he doesn't want to be around this? Well, I feel like somehow Declan's kind of stepping up as almost being the older brother, even though he's not the older brother. Because if you sort of think in the beginning, uh, you know, Jack was very much kind of trying to look after Declan and Declan's becoming kind of his conscience, you know, was questioning about, you know, Amanda, about the pregnancy, about, mm. you know, so I feel like Declan's really matured in many ways and, and almost like becoming the one that's kind of, stepping back and looking at, you know, is this the right thing? Is this, you know, you sure about this? I mean, that's my feeling with his how his relationship has kind of changed a bit. I don't know if he feels like a burden, but I feel like it's almost like he's helping, feeling like now he's kind of helping his older brother. Well, he, he said some, I don't know if he used the word burden, but he said yeah. something along those lines. But it's chaotic in there, let's face it. I mean, there's, you know, water is all over the place and the pipes aren't working and... And, uh, and, you know, Amanda's shown up and she's pregnant and, you know, and they're broke and it's chaos in there, you know, so I'm sure he wants to get out of there also. I I think for me, he really wants to get out of there. And, you know, just the fact that, like, he's trying to take care of this business, Mm. but Jack's not even doing that. That's what I'm saying. He's kind of stepped in as sort of the one looking after things now, feeling real responsible for it now. Yeah, but it's also clear that he's just incompetent. Yeah. No matter what he does. Mm. Do you remember what I'm talking about, though? He said something to Jack towards the end of the episode. He's like, it's clear that I'm the one that... Is it, yeah, I, I remember that. But I, I, think it's, I think it's more of a matter of... He, he may be thinking it, but um, as an audience, we know it's not true. Deep down, he just... He looks at his brother as pathetic. I mean, sometimes we realize these things, and he might might actually have it realize and just be saying something nice to Jack to not hurt his feelings. Right. So I think it's more of a case of that. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of Jack and uh, Amanda, what a twist. Did we, uh, I know we had multiple theories last week. Did, did we, uh, what consensus did we as a team come up with? Was it Takedo's? Or was it, 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 none of us thought it was Jack's, right? No, no. We thought it was something, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So quite an interesting twist that we did find out. It was actually Jax. Um, and it just what, what I love about the show is that, uh, you know, the one thing that Jack has always wanted was Amanda. And ultimately, it's the worst thing for him. Mm. You know, at least in this context. Well, because it's not the not, Amanda that right. he doesn't know that, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Why is Emily punishing her? By not telling her the truth. Right, right, by, right, exactly. And she's not going to come clean with Jack. So, and I, I don't know if I'm skipping around on topics. I don't think I am. But, but she's punishing Charlotte now, too. She's bringing Charlotte into it and saying, well, let, let me let your sister tell you about this. And it's really dark. It is. What, uh, by, I think she, she by, by withholding this truth... Um, she can she can manipulate Amanda. I mean, that's what she's, she's always got more done. Power, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Amanda, Amanda's feeling because Amanda thinks that it's not really Jack's baby. She's got right. Like, she's feeling that she's carrying on a lie, which makes her more vulnerable, right? I would think. And so uh, Emily's giving 
maintaining power over her by letting her believe that it's a lie. Otherwise, she doesn't. And I guess it's a little bit of like she doesn't want them to be happy. Let's face it. Right. I mean, yeah. She really doesn't want them to be right. have the the happy ending. I mean, she she she's in love with him, but she can't admit it. Yeah, I mean, ul- yeah. and ultimately, it could be you know, you, you, let's say. She, she, Emily wants a happy ending, and it can get to a point in her mind, at least, where, where she confronts Jack and Amanda, and it's like, all right, Amanda, tell him the truth. Yeah. And she, Amanda would have to admit, yeah, you know what, it was fixed, you know, and so that's what she's hoping for ultimately. And you know, sometimes if you live a lie long enough, you start to believe it. So you know, in Emily's case, it might be like, okay, you know what, it's, it really wasn't her, Jack's baby. So that's what I think. But I like right. It's get it's getting extra revengey. I don't know. <laughs> well, I like uh, I like Nolan's term for uh, for Emily. So what do you got today, Revenger? Revenger. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And later on, he says that's dark even for you. <laughs> yeah, that's great that's what I'm line. Yeah, it was <laughs> super dark. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I forget where uh, what interview I heard this on, but it yeah. was like you know they they. The crime has to fit the punishment, which yeah. which is what Emily obviously says today. But but that's from the writer's perspective. They said that that's always been the goal that they've had to reach with every one of these things. Um, is that you know how do you take it to the next level? And that's why Emily is a little bit darker, is because the crime has to fit the punishment. So um, to backtrack just a little bit, uh, since we all thought it was kind of Takedo's guy, I want to talk about um, you know Takedo and the kind of plot um before we get too deep into it i want to um tie in the quote i know one of our fans wrote and i thought it was quite kind of interesting um of what he said and it's a theory um i think it's the first one about yes this has to do with takeda yes go Um, ahead and read that one i think emily had for some reason repressed the memories of the asylum and was unlocking them during the task she was doing with takeda as she said to nolan after that when they got back to the house in the asylum i remembered something which led her to research the angel of mercy which led to them going to check it out was that clear (laughs) yes it was i don't think that was the one (laughs) but but a fan wrote that in so (laughs) uh so although that wasn't the one i was going for right now uh it's a perfect example might as well segue into this it's a perfect example of um Again, what we're doing here at AfterBuzz TV, we want to start the conversation for you guys and kind of let you know our thoughts and opinions. But we really love hearing from you to kind of make it a community rather than us talking at you. And so uh, I really like that you guys kind of brought that in perspective. There's another one that I want to bring in later um, that also deals with Takedo and kind of it's, it's, it's an interesting theory. I'm going to dispute that theory. But it's a very interesting theory nonetheless. Um, So, again, for you guys listening or watching, please rate and comment on iTunes. Um, Let us know your thoughts. And, again, um, we love bringing this stuff up. So we love your theories um, for better or worse. And you know what? We'll cop to it if we're wrong and you're right. We will. And tell a friend. And tell a friend. (laughs) Uh, But in terms of Takedo, uh, I thought it was really interesting how he was at the board meeting today. Takedo, well, uh, no, Takedo's, no. Takedo's guy. guy. Aiden. Aiden. Yeah. Yes. Aiden Mathis? Mathis? Yeah, well, Mathis. Mathis? <laughs> M-A-T-H-I-S. It's not on IMDb. <laughs> Listen, so we might we not be able to spell here, guys. But <laughs> uh, Aiden it is. Aiden it is. Yes. Uh, what you guys decipher from uh, from kind of his re-entry back into this world and obviously following Emily being at... Um, you know, the board meeting, was that just kind of more of a sign of him kind of getting acclimated to the the environment, the setting, so that way he can help Emily? Um, And if so, what did he gain by seeing Conrad? What what would have been his perspective by seeing Conrad and Daniel fight? Well, first I want to be clear about something. Last week, he sort of had to convince Takeda, right? Like, I can I can do it this time, or I can like let me go, and so okay. So just to be clear on that, um, what he benefits by seeing Conrad and Daniel interact is the same thing that Emily benefits by being engaged to Daniel. I mean, as much as you can infiltrate this family, is the more successful you're going to be taking them down, or 
Now, let me ask you this. Was he, was he on the board as a representative for Takeda? Because that was the biggest interesting part of it. They're talking about, you know, uh, you know, you, you, I forget the, the quote exactly, but it was like, okay, you, you got us investments by falling down or such a good quote. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Going down, you'll build wings on the way or something. Yeah. You yeah. built wings on the way on and falling or something yeah. like that. And obviously, they, you know, then they um, brought into Kata how it's kind of his investment. Um, but they're, of course, lying on the ROIs because in reality, they're, you know, uh, as, as Daniel found out, the the, uh, the bank accounts don't actually match the, the statements on those. Um, so is he kind of also representing Takeda at that moment in terms of the investments and seeing what's going on? So we're assuming they've just met him, or that he's had some prior relationship with the Graysons. I don't, he, I don't know. And maybe, maybe that's if you can answer that. That I, I'm, I'm open to it. Um, I'm going to bring in this other fan yeah. quote at this moment. Right. I Go think ahead. it's relevant. Sure. Um, what if David Clark wasn't so innocent? Why did he move to the Hamptons right next to the Graysons and got a job working for them, and then also started having an affair with Victoria and tried to tear their family apart by leaving with her? Plus, at the same time, everything with the plane happened, which would have sent Grace into jail forever. What if Takeda is so invested in Emily because he also trained David Clark to get revenge on the Graysons for whatever reason? Interesting theory. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, that has actually been now into a second generation. It's, it's kind of... Right. Yeah. So if it is Takeda's guy, then, I mean, maybe he has all kinds of fingers in the pot, pie, whatever, so, <laughs> trying to take the Graysons down. So we're assuming Takeda was actually involved with David Clark. Is this what this theory is presenting, sort of basically, that it goes beyond, way before Emily? Right. Yeah, I mean, it it essentially assumes that David Clark wasn't, in in, in everything that we've thus seen, David Clark was just a pawn. Yeah. And he he was an assertive guy. He was just uh, passive. That assumes that he was always an active character who seemed passive. That's an interesting theory. I. It, it, it is definitely very interesting. Yeah. I I disagree with it because I think uh, – I don't know. I just think – and unless you guys say that, that it isn't too far-fetched, I, I feel like with any TV show, any kind of theory that's just so beyond what the show has presented never turns out right. And I feel like, of course, um, expectations and things like that, There there is a way to play it where no, good TV shows obviously don't aren't exactly what you expect. But they're certainly not the total opposite of, in terms of believability or what could have happened or blo- or presenting kind of conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Although everything in this is, in many ways, a, is a conspiracy theory, but I don't think it's that far beyond. Unless yeah. you guys actually think that it is, then you know what? Well, it sort of blows Perhaps. the whole idea of revenge, doesn't it? It's sort of then, yeah, I don't know. I can't, yeah, I think it's it's a stretch, but it's an interesting theory. Here's the, yeah. here's the biggest thing for me uh, that I realized today. Um, obviously, you know, Michael, uh, Kelly, um, the creator, he's always cited, um, uh, Alexander Dumas's, um, what's the story? Uh, the one with, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this is the Count on. of Monte Cristo. This is, this is based on. Yeah, yeah. The Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. And in, with, with that story, I think, I think it was more clearly laid out for uh, readers in terms of dramatic irony of understanding what um, what it was in terms of what the events prior had been and mm. you know what the truth is in essence. Whereas here, the thing that we don't have is we don't have the truth. Right. You know, and I think that's that's a big big thing. We just don't have the truth yeah. as an audience member. Right. So, and that's that's why ultimately I disagree with that one. <laughs> That's fair. And hopefully my argument makes some sense to viewers. But, I, I, I mean, do you guys agree? And if so, why? If not, why? Well, I, I've never considered that as a theory. I mean, it just sort of when some presenting to me, okay, well, maybe David Clark wasn't as innocent. I mean, maybe there is more involvement than we know, but I don't think ultimately he'd be a bad guy. I mean, I think that would ruin sort of the setup of the show if we sort of found out that he was, you know, that after all this time he was a bad guy. That is, that is actually yeah. a very good point. That would ruin it. And mm. not only that, it would also, you know, Victoria would just be ultimately more eviler. <laughs> I... I brought this up last season that I don't really think there's a clear protagonist antagonist in the show because everybody is really kind of not a good guy, you know, including Emily. And I don't think that it would be if this is the case that David Clark turns out to not be a good guy. 
and she's been seeking revenge for a not good guy. Well, you know, she hasn't been a good girl either. So uh, I don't think it's the craziest theory. But she's been gr- driven not to be a good girl because of the wrong that's been done. Right. Right. So if it wasn't a wrong, then it would sort of negate that idea that she was driven to this. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I yeah. just, I just, I, I yeah. personally don't think that there's a clear, like, good guy, bad guy in the show. Here's what I will agree with. I will agree with half of it, and it's this part. I, you know, there is a possibility that Takeda could have been manipulating David Clark into this. And um, I'm going to bring in Nolan as an example in today's episode, um, you know, when he's picking out a CFO, right? And they're having the meeting, and she's like, I'm underqualified. You know, why do you want me to do this? He says, because I want a partner. Wait, I want a partner I can control. Mm. You know, so basically, and right. that's that's the way Emily's treating Nolan. Yeah. And in theory, it could be the way Takeda was treating David Clark. And it's certainly the way Conrad's treating everybody in his life. <laughs> Poor Daniel is still. <laughs> oh, Daniel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but that's what it seems like. Everyone's kind of always a seemingly a step above. And where does, you know, you can't really say follow it down the rabbit hole because it just goes, you know, whatever the interpretation of going up would be, you know, everyone's just always above someone. And it seems like where's the truth lie mm. ultimately. Yeah. Just with the Nolan thing, what, do you think it was interesting that we sort of seeing his company and we brought this, brought this character in? I mean, why do you think they're now bringing this up? Because he has been for the most part. We know he is running this incredible company and that, but we haven't seen much evidence of it. We haven't seen who we work, who's been working with him. Suddenly there's issues now with his company and he's being audited. And why do you think this whole element's been brought in now? And uh, he makes that statement to Emily too about, you know, I don't think I'm just a, your good-looking, uh, fashionable tech guy that, you know, to be at your beck and call like is he not looking after his own business is that sort of what's kind of indicating as well that he's been ignoring kind of his thing just to follow this path with emily it could be and and, Mm. uh you know think about it he's being Mm. audited where did his money come from to kind of start the business right it was david clark right so um for me at least I think there's a time. I think that'll be the big, big thing this season, maybe half a season, however long mm. it goes to. But you know, uh, I think someone has it out for Nolan. They may know, they may or may not know the involvement with him and Emily and whatever. But they're out to get him. I think it's going to be bad. And um, I don't know if Nolan's aware of that, and maybe that's why he is setting up uh, Padma to do this or not. I don't know, but that's my theory. And we don't know whether Padma is is on his side or actually conspiring against him at this point. Who knows? Who knows, yes. You know, um, yeah. as, as he says, you're being insubordinate, yeah. um, and yet he wants to control her. Mm. Very interesting, you know, uh, and I don't know how he's going to be able to turn that around, but if he really thinks about it, you're trying to control an insubordinate person. Right. Or at least who you've labeled as insubordinate. I don't think she's going to be controlled somehow. <laughs> I don't think so either. Anna, do you think so? Well, I have news and gossip on it. So. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, well, we'll get to that we will. later in the show. Um, well, let's talk about um, Daniel kind of stepping up in this episode. And, and here's I really feel for Daniel. He's trying to become an active person yes. in all of this and trying yeah. to figure out the truth. And he's... He's always just ten steps behind. <laughs> I know. He is—he's pretty. <laughs> but <laughs> dumb and pretty—is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Dumb and, and pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but how how does he rise in the ranks to sort of attain some truth in all of this? I, I don't. I don't think. Let's not underestimate him. I think we're starting to see something here where he's actually trying to figure things out. I Do mean, you know, amongst I, yeah. this web of lies and and deception that he's unbelievable parents spin constantly. I actually think we're seeing, I felt like tonight's show we saw the beginning of um, Daniel starting to, I think he might surprise us. I'm just, I'm not saying I know anything other than I think he's not going to end up being the wimp that we've been seeing up till now. Well, it's he's starting to feel like he's got to take some control. He's starting to figure out how bad his parents are and how he's got to really, I don't know, I'm hoping that that's what this is leading to. Yeah, I I really like Daniel in this episode, actually. And, right, so, I mean, change doesn't happen overnight. So, I mean, he still had some missteps. But I really like that. And, you know, again, this is all, there's so much manipulation. But, you know, Emily puts the phone call into him and says, I've been looking into Dr. Jeffrey Thomas, who is Charlotte's 
doctor at the rehab and, you know, sort of slips that information to him. And but, you know, he he takes it and he sees that this is a bad guy and, you know, right away goes to save Charlotte and and, you know, overcompensates and gives hands her all of his money and the house. And Ashley was not happy about that. But I I like that he stepped up and was like, listen, I'm going to write this wrong and this is the right thing to do. And and. I don't know where he gets that from because that's certainly not an example that either of his parents have demonstrated for him his entire life. But, I, you know, I like that he's sort of figuring out the difference between right and wrong and not just waiting for one of his parents to manipulate him into what should be done next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it seemed like he was going the way of his dad there for a while. Like right. He, and I, I feel like this episode we've seen now change in direction. He's not going to be another Conrad. He right. actually does want to be a better man, I think. Right. Well, yeah. a few things for me. A, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they've multiple times said that, at least the actor, um, that with his character, mm-hmm. he's going to he's gonna start to kind of figure out mm-hmm. and he's going to become a revenger in his mm-hmm. own right. <laughs> um, so that's not really a spoiler, at least hopefully not. And I think, I think he's starting to do the right thing because if you go back to, I think it's the penultimate episode of season one where, you know, Emily admits to him that she cheated and, you know, he kind of asks her why. Or I, I forget how it goes to this, but it's, it's essentially she says, you're becoming a Grayson. Yes, that's right. Um, so you're becoming a Grayson. Um, and ultimately, I think, you know, he was always trying to choose, like, should I go with my mother? Should I go with my father? And even tonight's episode, he's kind of going back with the mother because, you know, he, he mm-hmm. says to Charlotte, you know, mom said I should always be nice to you. Um, and he tried to go that way because obviously mom was dead and Conrad was so evil. But now that he sees both parents together, I think he's going to go against the Conrad way, maybe start to listen to Emily more and go Emily's way, which obviously isn't good either, at least for him. Yeah. Um, but that's how I think that's going to play, or mentally what's kind of going through his process. Yeah. So. He seems really, well, I think he still is in love with Emily. I think he mm-hmm. got together with Ashley is just kind of like a screw you move um, <laughs> because he was hurt. Um, and maybe actually, now that I think about it, as a manipulation on Conrad's part, since they are, since Ashley and Conrad are clearly working together. Yes. Um, but, you know, he took that call from Emily today when he was in his office and Ashley's sitting on his desk and he's like, I need to take this. And Phil, you and I kind of talked about, did she see, did Ashley see if that was Emily calling? Not really sure, but. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like the phone was pretty unexposed, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know. You thought no. I thought I'm about sixty percent yes, but 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 I did think she would have mentioned it to Conrad when she said I tried to distract him. Don't you think he she might have said that he got a call from Emily if she actually saw that it was a call from from Emily? I don't know, but but she did seem suspicious, especially because he said you close the doors behind you. Yeah. So she definitely is suspicious, and uh, but I you know Daniel does seem to. St- Despite Emily cheating on him, it seems like Daniel still really feels like he can trust her. Yes. He trusts her judgment. He trusts, you know, and she showed up at the rehab and, uh, you know, he kind of mouthed the words thank, thank you, you to her. Yeah. So uh, so he's, you know, grateful for her help. And he said, you've been a good friend to the family and especially to Charlotte. And so he seems really grateful that she's still there. And But do you show. think that's part of Emily's manipulation to sort of make... Well, obviously. But <laughs> let Daniel think that she's obviously. this woman that still cares. But, but you know, for yeah. Daniel, his experience is that, yeah. you know, he misses her. He's glad she's there and mm. feels like he can trust her. Here's why I think ultimately Daniel... I don't think we will we will see Daniel's kind of rise to whatever you would want to call it is because he feels so much guilt now because of his heroism as we're complimenting him on, but then Conrad throws it all away because you know what, I was doing this to try to save your mother. Well, the lies that those two parents spin. Oh. I mean, oh, by the end of the show, it's like going, oh, those poor kids. I mean, seriously, they just have no, I mean, the lies that they spin to these well, kids. Let's talk oh. about, uh, let's talk about kind of uh, Victoria's plan of, yeah. of, you know, and then let's start off with Charlotte and that plan. Mm. So the plan was uh, to get new IDs, get the inheritance and get out of here. Yeah. And live a quiet life or do I something. <laughs> do something. Do you think that was her plan, just to go off on an island somewhere and disappear? No. No. 
<laughs> but it was certainly to uh, to get Conrad get get rid of Conrad in her life and, mm. and bring Conrad down. Yeah, I think. Yeah, unless you guys disagree. You think bringing Conrad down was part of the plan? It wasn't just to get out of the country with Charlotte and now the. I can't money. imagine she was just going to to kick up her heels on a on a tropical island. She had more. Even I think there was something going on. Even if they were going to leave the country, she was going to be pulling strings from wherever she was, trying to manipulate she, him or trying. Like I said, there was there was there, there had to be an agenda. It wasn't just take the inheritance and disappear yeah. with her daughter. She hates yeah. him too much to. Just let it go. Yeah, because yeah. here's the thing, too. I mean, if you think about it, uh, as Charlotte pointed out, she was very upset that there was no money. That yeah, Charlotte right. did not have the money. Right. Well, if you wanted to just go off and live in Panama by, you know, you, you could yeah. feasibly do it with no money and start a new life for yourself and somehow be able to live. Now, granted, you're not going to have the Hampton house. Yeah. But you were never going to have that to begin with. And I love the way Charlotte did. said money's not like, she was like, what's the problem with no money? Like, she's so sort of sweet about that. It's like, that's not the important thing, money. And yet yeah. Victoria straight away is like, trinkets? What am I going to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much were those trinkets worth? I yeah. know. Hey, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. What do we got in there? Trinkets, 500,000? Trinkets, trinkets yeah. and tiaras. We're what not going to live on this? that. <laughs> I know. That was so funny. I'm watching this. I'm like, I have bad credit. Can I have some of that? <laughs> but... Uh, you know, and just poor Charlotte. I mean, yeah. t- does Charlotte still love her mom now? Especially, well, well, she thinks I mean, she was doing her a favor, like doing she tricked her again, thinking that she all this was some kind of plan for her better good. So, but then again, as we talked, as we were just mentioning, I mean, by the end mm. of the episode, she she's feeling for Victoria because, yeah. you know, it was the last payment to quote get her out of there. Yeah. Which it wasn't, but yeah. But I mean, I think also a big theme of this this today tonight show is the fact that about mother and you need your mother no matter what. And I think Charlotte says that you know you need I need my you need mother. my mother. She did say that. And I mean, that. this whole mother theme obviously is very important also to Amanda Stroke Emily. This whole thing of like you need your mother, whether she's bad person, whether she's crazy, whether she's you know. I think there's a big thing about mother, and that was mentioned so many times tonight about you know how important mother is, and you know. So I think that's the other thing it's like your mother is so important and you know poor charlotte is is desperate for this relationship with her mother at at whatever cost it is you know and obviously now emily stroke amanda is searching for this relationship with her mother too and i think i think also it goes beyond that like if you really think about the scene Mm. with young emily and her mother yeah she was saying, well, I thought Daddy said you were sick. Oh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm better because I'm, I'm with, with you. you. Yeah. Um, and then if you also think about um, Charlotte looking at Amanda and now with the baby, and that's kind of also a, mm. a, a fabrication. It's, okay, who do you ultimately believe? And even family is just built upon lies. Yeah. yeah. You know, all the... You know, it's a mess. The Clark family, the uh, the Grayson family, just all lies. Yeah. And who do you ultimately believe? Do you believe your mother? Do you believe your father? But still, that search for connection, isn't it? Even the way Charlotte was so excited about the idea of being an aunt. You know, it's connection. It's a search for family and real connection amongst this very right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. There was in uh, in the preview for next week. Somebody said she faked her own kidnapping. Do you remember who said that? I feel like it might have been Daniel. I don't know. I mean, think think about the preview of last week said, like, hey, you know, you've only got 30 seconds to make a choice. Otherwise, it could cost your life or whatever it said, right? Mm-hmm. And it was Victoria over the phone. And yeah. we thought it was to Emily because she wanted to kill Emily. Mm. But in today's episode, obviously, that's to Conrad. Right. So you, they just cut it in so many different ways. Yeah. You don't know what it is. I don't know. I, don't. You know. <laughs> I take the previews with a grain of salt. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Somebody knows. Um, but then what's, what's interesting is that uh, now the way it happened, now Conrad and Victoria are for better or worse back together. And obviously they've got their own agendas and they've got to play chess against each other. But the, the lie is built upon the fact that they are now always been together. Yeah. Really, for this. better or for worse. Can you, like, honestly, mm. that, in that marriage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Emily has that all on tape now, too. She does. And uh, now I want to table this with you guys. I know we talked about it a little bit before before we went out on air. But it is my theory that Nolan doesn't actually know that Conrad is the one who hit Victoria. And yeah. you guys tried to dispute me. 
I assumed that he saw that tape later. I mean, but I might be wrong because I, 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 he didn't see it obviously because he was absent and then he apologised to not being on his game to see it. But I assumed that he watched it later. That was just yeah. my assumption. That I he think, w- yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. no that's, but you, you, you don't think he saw it. My that. theory is that, you know, because you guys were saying, well, he talked about certain events. Well, yeah, Victoria being back and um, supposedly the grey-haired man, you know, hurting her, she could have filled it. That, that's Wouldn't what the- you just rewind the tape and have a look? Yeah. <laughs> well... But think about it. He was now with Emily, and so Emily has control over the rewinding of the tape, and it could be something that Emily doesn't want rewound because it's information that she could use. And okay. it's yeah, but I feel like they watched un- it together. That's what I thought. Yeah, they watched. I, I kinda, they yeah. watched the um, kind of interrogation part of it, mm. where Conrad was already in there, and, mm-hmm. the, and the cops busted through. They watched that part together, but it wasn't him hitting her. Okay. And it, you know, Emily always likes to hide things from Nolan. From, but why would she? Yeah. What would be the uh, point of hiding that from Nolan? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, why didn't she tell him? You know, she told him to leave, and she didn't tell him who was coming. Oh well. I mean, but that's a little different. I mean, that was kind of he probably wouldn't have approved of. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, her little <laughs> setup with yeah. the right-hand man. <laughs> I don't well, know. I can't. I can't understand this woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could be right, Phil. I they um. They watched the video together. I, I thought that they watched that part, but but you're right. It was just the interrogation. So hey, I could be wrong. Let us know. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> um, but again, I, I just think it's ultimately interesting how Conrad and Victoria are in this alliance, and yet they're so not because they want to kill each other. Yes. But they're so well suited for each other. I mean... <gasps> I mean, you gotta love that scene where it says you can hit me. Like, I mean, oh, it's like, nothing would make me happier. Yes. I, I, if, you know, and, and I'm gonna say this because I really love the show. But if this was a cable show, I mm. wonder if they would have shown him hitting her and just how. I mean, if there was any sympathies mm. towards Conrad, which I really hope there isn't from fans, <laughs> yeah. but if there was any, there certainly wouldn't after that, and him hitting her. But he, she basically told him that she had, he had to do everything that she ordered him to do or she was going to haunt him for the rest of his life. I mean, that, that conversation when she announced that she was still alive, she was basically telling Conrad, you have to do every single thing that I tell you to do, which was including the setup of the hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he loved it. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come oh, on. He absolutely loved yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, again, part of it is, part of the brilliance of tonight's episode is I love seeing from that moment mm. and then just add it to how they played it later on of like um, just being in cahoots mm. you know and him having total sympathy for her like hey you know was, I was really trying to get the ransom money and all this and just every, they just know how to manipulate yeah and just they're like obviously they're very good actors within the show but yeah. their characters are amazing actors to the world right. mm. it comes really naturally to them at this point yeah to just to just lie um, well, so well, then, so then, Aiden shows up again to save Emily. Yes, because he's been keeping uh, tabs on her. And uh, what was the point for the? I mean, ob- what was the point for the gray-haired man to kill Emily? I mean, it's obvious from the simplistic way. It's just she knows too much, and by getting rid of her, he'll have killed uh, another loose, a loose end. end. A loose yeah. end's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I sort of... Because, I mean, he, she was willing to give him what he needed to... Basically, she was going to give him the tape, right? Which yeah. would exonerate him. Right. So, and then... Was it because she wants to know too much about her mother? I mean, is that the reason he felt that he had to get rid of her? I think ultimately... Because she knows she's going to keep digging? There's obviously some... Sec- many secrets there with the mother. You know, he must be responsible for the mother's death. No, the mother's not. Yeah, that's right. The disappearance. Disappearance, yes. I I think ultimately the answer lies in who he's working for. Mm. You know? And and it could be Victoria, but it doesn't seem like it. Could be Conrad. Certainly doesn't seem like it. So there's a higher power. Who knows? It could even be Takeda. Guys, what if it's Declan? What if Declan's masterminding this whole thing? (laughs) That might be a bit of a stretch. (laughs) That would be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah. Um, is he just sort of now a rogue, not a rogue agent, but sort of like everyone he's worked for has kind of uh, backstabbed him in a way, you know, if he was working for Victoria and she back. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. do you think maybe he was just trying to look after his own skin think, at this point? I think he's certainly looking after his own skin, but yeah. I, ultimately there is someone he has an alliance with. Mm. Um, so I think, and not because... Again, they may have drawn it out in the sand, so to say, but um, just ultimately, I think even though he seems emotionless, he, ha- he he's gravitating towards something, mm. someone he respects. I mean, I don't know. It seems like the way the show's structured, everyone has in lines with everyone. Right. You know, so I think I'd be for me, it's a little too far fetched for him not to be with someone. Um. So yeah. And then obviously Aiden comes in, and that's where we're left with. <laughs> so the white-haired man, uh, his name is Federal Agent Gordon Murphy. Learned that tonight. I but just, that was well, what no. he assumed. That was a, that he just assumed. Oh, it was that. fake. It was a fake name. Of course, they, it was fake. Uh, yeah, that was the setup to try and get information out of. Um, Got uh, it. Uh, out of. Um, Got it. Amanda's mother. I'm so easily fooled, you guys. <laughs> well, I think he has assumed many identities. We just call it, we just know him as the white hair man. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. He's he was able to bring Victoria yeah. new yeah. identities. Mm, I'm yeah. sure he can find himself one. Uh, I think he had many identities. That's silly. Yeah, you're right. Um, but unless you guys have anything to add, you know, um, I think it's safe to move on to news and gossip. But uh, after Buzz TV news. All right, who wants to start? I know we've got... Oh, how about I start? And then, Catherine, you can go with yours. Uh, For those of you uh, who listened to last week's episode, uh, we want to thank you because obviously we said, uh, you know, that we post the Emmys um, video online, and we've gotten a lot of good responses for that. It's... uh, and I, I only know Emily Van Camp's real name. I don't know uh, Daniel's real name. Josh Bowman. There you go. Or Bowman. Um, you know, so Catherine yeah. got some video of these guys, Ooh. and uh, so you know, people watched it today. People watched oh, it. Oh no! <laughs> On the new TMZ. <laughs> yes. So uh, for those of you who haven't checked it out, um, it's whoa. What do we got? We got some something, knocking. Something. Uh, people trying to get in. People. St- <laughs> what do we got? Uh, anyway, if you heard the knocking. <laughs> 666 is a show that we're doing right after this. It's an ABC show, so it could actually be maybe the host. Spooky. It could be, yeah, some, something's going on. Something's on, scary. 666. You mentioned those numbers. You never know what's going on. Uh, the control fell. Oh, there we go. Simple explanation. The Valkyrie failed. Simple explanation enough. All right, Catherine, what do you got this week? Oh, I just thought we were talking about that. I, I just love, I've just been reading some interviews with some of the cast, and Gabriel Mann was saying he's calling season two Mama Drama from Hell, which I thought was very. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. But one interesting development, because we're talking obviously about, you know, faux Amanda or fake Amanda, whatever we want to call her now, you know, uh, we haven't figured out obviously when. The real mother comes back. Who is she going to think is her daughter? Right? Mm -hmm. So I thought this was interesting because the actress that plays her said she thinks I'm her daughter at least for a while. So I think that's going to be an interesting thing that the fake Amanda has to also then is going to obviously have to be the mother has to assume that that is her daughter. Emily can't reveal that she's really the daughter. And it's going to tear Emily apart. Yes. Yes. So I thought that's going to be a very interesting development. That will be. That will be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, my turn. Okay, well, um, spoiler alert. Um, This new um, accountant that we've been talking about, Padma, Padma, um, there's said to be a romance between... She and Nolan, which well, is Nolan is three <laughs> on, on the Kinsey scale. Yes, yes. So which means we, he's... we has a fluid. Right. We're assuming Nolan and not. Can I just say Nolan is looking hotter every show. I don't like the new hair. Really? Yeah, but I, I don't know. He's. I love he's how just gr- looking so different <laughs> this season. FYI, that is not why I watch this show. But, <laughs> but he, he is. This Where are you, like, Phil? <laughs> I watch it for Emily Van Camp, if nothing else. I'm on the scale. What are- I am really oh. noticing Gabriel Mann. That, I mean, not that I didn't notice him. I always loved his character, but he is just taking on the, the, the hot factor so much this time. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Well, anyway, I think it's interesting because, yeah, I've, I've only known yeah. him to date boys on the show. So, yes. anyway. I, um, I think that's going to change. I, it looks like it's going to be. Um, Josh Bowman uh, hates everybody being in his dating business. Uh, and uh, last week, 
ABC overall came in. There's a lot of premieres, obviously. The new fall shows are out. Uh, overall, ABC came in fourth place with uh, 8.368 million viewers. And Revenge took a little bit of a dip. They're down oh. 3%. Um, moving from Nights. Moving Nights, yeah. Um, just They went down to uh, 3.2, down uh, from 3.3 last year. So uh, not a huge dip, but something to talk about, I guess. Uh, well, here's the thing, how they'll be able to keep the numbers. And I think if they can keep the numbers, they'll be fine. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be fine. We love this show. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, and I think, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but even with psychotic fans, you know, they don't always <laughs> take that into account. But I feel like the revenge, we, you know, it's 8 million strong. Like, I yeah. feel like we're psychotic about this show. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know, it's a change of night. I think I think just give it a little while. I don't know. I don't think they're going to worry too much about those numbers yet. No. Yeah. no. It's it's three percent, it's not. And here's the 30, irony, yeah. like I know I know fans of the show and they're like, Isn't the show Thursday nights? Mm. I'm like, No, it's Ooh, Sunday. Sunday. It's Sunday, that's what I'm saying. People it still, was Wednesday. It was yeah. Wednesday, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's some news and gossip if I may. Yeah. So uh the uh, asylum, the interior, that was filmed at my uh, one of my Are friends' house. house. No, no <laughs> not my house. Not my house. One of my friends' houses. Okay. And uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal the price they paid for that. Really? But he was. But uh, ironically enough, um, you know, they actually loved the show, and uh, they gave him a price reduction despite. Like, I'm not. I won't reveal the number. Phil told me it was a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> wow. Um, and they shot for four days there. Where? Where is it in LA? It, I think it's in like Palm Springs or okay. maybe in LA. It, it's he, he has many houses. Okay. But ironically, we, one of the reasons why I got brought up is we were talking about the Greenstone Manor here in LA, and he was mm. saying, "Well, I don't understand why they just wouldn't use that." Uh, you know the Greystone Manor, yeah, no, no, owned no, by the Doheny on, on family. The Do- yes, I've been there many times. Um, I, I think it'd be difficulty maybe. Although I don't know, they, they've been they've been renovating it a lot. There will be blood was shot in there. The famous bowling alley scene was hmm. in that mansion. But they, they, have they been, film a lot. They they they're constantly renovating yeah. it. And for those of you who don't know, look up the history. But yeah. they've been constantly renovating it. But um, a lot of films have been there. You know, dating back to like both the Ghostbusters have been oh, there. Yeah. Like you yeah, know, so there the, will the, be blood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, there, there was no reason why they couldn't have shot there. So revenge, if you're listening, go ahead. And shoot there. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, so that's it for me. Unless you guys have anything to add. I just wanted to mention that I will be talking to Emily Van Camp and Madeline Stowe this week. That's so exciting! Very excited. So I'm actually curious to see what would be the burning question. Either you guys would ask them, or maybe some of our fans would. What would be the question that they would ask them? That's right. So if you have a question, tweet at AfterBuzz TV. That's at AfterBuzz TV on Twitter. Or if you're not into the Twitter thing like Catherine, email <laughs> us at info at AfterBuzz TV and let us know your questions. Um, and, and really, really let us know what you want to know as fans. Yeah, I'd I think be that'd be interesting, and uh, you know, we'll obviously pass that along to Catherine. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a burning question? <laughs> I. I don't know if I'm I'm di- gonna diss our fan. I would like to not discuss the relationship of Emily and uh, and Josh. I want to know more about their. Oh, character. No, I'm talking about characters, not personal. We're stuff. talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, um, not ask- I'm not asking about personal questions. I'm not going into. I mean, my questions would be. <laughs> I'm not going to ask them about their relationship. <laughs> I would love to know the spoilers. Yeah. You know, and ultimately, my questions would yeah. be driven to that. Um, so. I, I, let me think about my question. Okay. Because I want to I want to ask the right question so that I actually get an answer rather than like you'll just have to keep watching her along that Exactly, vein. which yeah. is generally what you get when you ask these actors what's coming up. Ooh, we can't really say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I might, you know what? I might ask him about the past season about like a character choice or something like that. So let me think about that. Okay. Great. Look forward to seeing what people want to know. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so that ends our news and gossip for this week. And with that, let's get into next week with our predictions. <laughs> things are so cryptic. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I'll start. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I think that Ashley and Conrad are, I'm going to go ahead and say they're just sleeping together. Oh, they're, I've thought that from last season. They, yeah. <laughs> they're way too close. Yeah, but also that that line last week where he said about that at least Ashley didn't cheat on him and, and his father went, really? Like... <laughs> 
He's, like, it was he's so gross. That, that they're is sleeping so, together. That is terrible for a father to sleep with your sons. He's got it's no Conrad. It's Conrad Grayson. So, so that, and then, and I think there's going to be some sort of either partnership or romance or something developing between Emily and Aiden. Obviously, that relationship it's is going to get a lot yeah. stronger, whether it's romantic or whether it's some other way. But obviously, that yeah. is going to be a very important relationship. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of, I think, the, why Padma is here, um, obviously, no one's going to fall in love, and we discussed that. But mm. um, now, Emily has a new partner, Aiden. Yeah. And now, Nolan has a different partner. So, they're going to kind of separate for mm. a little bit, I feel. Yeah, that's what I thought tonight. That's what I was saying about maybe he's realizing that he's been on Emily's path for too long. That I think you're right. I think yeah. there is a little separation imminent. Yeah. But I'm curious to know, when do you think... Emma, the mother will actually appear in real time. How much? How many more episodes do you think they'll spin this out to? But when will we actually see Jennifer Jason Lee come into the show? I think episode four. Okay, let's see if you're right. I think episode four. Okay, all right. Um, ultimately, and it's going to be really interesting to see the Grayson dynamic now that. Um, but here's what's also interesting. Uh, Conrad went to family only. Ashley, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting in that sense. Um, and I really want to see what uh, Declan and that storyline where yeah, that leads. Cause that doesn't that's, look good <laughs> for, for Declan anyway. No. No. It's Declan's never tried to make a deal with the devil, but I feel like he's always making yeah. a deal with the devil's, devil's best friend. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's the right term, um, and poor Jack, I feel like Jack's gonna be even worse now that he knows the baby's his. Now and and by knowing kind of Declan wants out of his life, he's he's just ultimately gonna be crushed. Yeah, he's trying to put on a brave face, but it's just he's not happening. Mess. I know he's a mess. Is he gaining weight? I mean, is that like a character? <laughs> No, he could be. His face He's getting less hot while right. Nolan's getting hotter. <laughs> right. But, I mean, it could be, like... No, well, he, look at his... His right. hair's a little bit longer. I he's feel like... Schlubby. He's looking schlubby. Yeah. He's yeah. looking schlubby. Because but, he's doesn't care about himself. Right, but that could be direction. Gain some weight. Look look crummier, you know? You should, right. You're supposed to be depressed. No, I agree. And he, <laughs> he does look like... Yeah. S-A... S H I T. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, but, he does. Yeah. yeah. Um, so ultimately, I feel who knows what's going to happen next episode, ultimately. Um, but here's the good news I do like, uh, again, I'm encouraged by seeing a lot of the fan comments that we're seeing because you guys do have a lot of great theories. Yeah. I like seeing that. Um, and especially, it, we try to think of the episode more so than the predictions. But I'd love to hear the predictions from you guys because obviously you guys put a lot of time and thought into those. So let us know what you guys predict for next week or ultimately the season. Uh, Anna, where can we find you? In the meantime, if fans want to interact. You can follow me on Twitter at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. I promise Catherine will get a Twitter. Maybe by next week so I can tell you about the interviews. <laughs> okay. okay. And uh, you can follow us here at AfterBuzz TV. Um, and again, let us know your questions for Emily Mancamp and Madeline Stowe. And that's before Thursday? Wednesday. That's before Wednesday. So you guys got to get on it. Before Wednesday. Um, and tell your friends that are fans of the show as well. Um, email info at AfterBuzz TV or tweet us at, at AfterBuzz TV. We'll see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later. Enjoy 666. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.